Hey there, friends and supporters of Listener's Commentary. I just wanted to jump in and give you a, a brief update on some things going on with the commentary and share some ways that you can get involved or you can help out and a look ahead to what's coming next. So uh, last week we finished up 2 Corinthians on the commentary, which means we have 18 New Testament books done, two-thirds of the way through the New Testament. And uh, super excited about that. That also means that over the last six months to a year, I've spent a ton of time with the Apostle Paul reflecting on what he has written to the Corinthians in First and Second Corinthians. And I have been just deeply and profoundly impacted by Paul's approach to ministry, particularly his vulnerability that we see uh, at, in really in both 1st and 2nd Corinthians, but especially in 2nd Corinthians, his emphasis on his suffering and his struggle and his weakness, his rationale behind that, that he doesn't uh, seek to, you know, for honor and status and glory and fame, but rather his goal is to simply embody the very message that he preaches. And what that means is he embodies the death and resurrection of Jesus. And therefore, his ministry has a unique flavor and a unique shape because of that. And even though the Apostle Paul's calling is unique to be an apostle, specifically the apostle to the Gentiles, his example really is set forward for the Corinthians and for us, as this ought to shape the way we view life. We, we view what's important and what matters. We view what to expect, and it ought to shape everything that we do, that if we're going to preach the gospel of the crucified and risen Lord, then we also need to embody the gospel of the crucified and risen Lord. And that has just really impressed me as I have walked down through especially 2 Corinthians over the last handful of months. And so I'm super glad to, to spend so much time there with 2 Corinthians and offer that to, to you all for your study. And so if you haven't jumped into the study of 2 Corinthians, it's probably Paul's most autobiographical uh, letter in the New Testament. And it is, it's a bit challenging. It's sometimes hard to follow and understand because it's so personal. And yet uh, I just think it's profoundly impactful on how we view our life how we approach our life, if you're in ministry, a pastor, how you should think about ministry, what your aims and desires should be, and all of that. And so I encourage you to check that out. Also, another bit of an update is I was deeply encouraged by this two different conversations I had within the span of a couple weeks of each other earlier this spring. One, I uh, at a conference, I met uh, Dr. Joey Dotson, who is a New Testament professor at Denver Seminary. And uh, we were visiting, and I was introducing myself to him. And he, he paused. He said, hey, wait, what's your name? And I said, John Whitaker. He said, that's why your voice sounded so familiar. I listen to you every morning when I'm doing my morning run or throughout the day. And I'm listening to 1 Corinthians. I'm teaching 1 Corinthians here at the seminary. And I, uh, I've never taught it before. And I'm using your listener's commentary to help me prepare my lectures and my studies for my students at Denver Seminary. And I've recommended it to all of them. And so that's on one hand. And that was super encouraging to me because 
I'm not creating this commentary for scholars, right? I don't include all the scholarly material in there. But the fact that here is a card-carrying New Testament scholar teaching the New Testament at a prominent seminary to seminary students, finding enough exegetical weight to what I'm offering on the commentary that he could use it in his prep for courses and recommend it to his students. That was encouraging. And then a couple weeks later, I was at the alumni uh, dinner at Boise Bible College, uh, where I taught for a number of years, and I was talking to a former student who is serving in ministry in Zimbabwe and working there with women in rural Zimbabwe who English is their second, third, or fourth language, who have uh, no more than a fifth grade education, and they're listening to the listener's commentary uh, to study the Bible together. And I'm, I'm just thinking, man, what an incredible range from a seminary classroom to rural Zimbabwe, and God is using the commentary to bear great fruit for his name's sake. And so that was deeply encouraging to me. I wanted to share that with you because particularly for those of you who pray for the commentary or who give to the commentary, that speaks of the impact of your generosity, your partnership with this ministry. So thanks a ton for all of that. And another thing I wanted to share on this update is just uh, maybe some ideas for use, particularly for your church. Like, how could the listener's commentary benefit your ministry, your church, your small group ministry? Maybe you're a small group leader in a church. Maybe you're over a whole small group ministry. Maybe you're a lead pastor at a church. Uh, I think the lead, uh, the listener's commentary can be super beneficial to your church ministry, to equipping people and training people. My daughter and her husband recently visited a new small group that they were looking at getting involved in, and they're still planning, I think, on connecting with these people. It's a great group of people. But the leader uh, doesn't have a whole lot of biblical understanding. That's fine. That happens sometimes, and that's why there's resources out there to help people. And they're studying through the book of Romans, and as they were going through the book of Romans, my daughter reported back to me afterwards. She's like, no one seemed to really know kind of where things were going and what they were talking about. And it was a little bit of kind of group grope, which is not the best way to, to lead a study through a book of the Bible, even if it's a relational small group like that. And, and so something like the listener's commentary, and there are other resources out there, but something like this listener's commentary is a great resource that you could use to recommend to uh, your small group leaders as, hey, as you're preparing to study through Ephesians or Romans or Philippians or Hebrews or whatever it is, here's a resource that could be useful to you as you think through what to share and what to discuss in your group just to help you get a better handle and better understanding of the section you might be studying uh, this week with your small group. And so uh, don't be afraid to post that on your uh, church website or put it in your church app or send it out in a church email as a resource to the church. Not only that, uh, another way you can use it, and in fact, the, the church I attend, this is the way one of the ways they use it when they're studying through or preaching through a book of the Bible on Sunday mornings in the worship service. As a preacher, you just can't cover everything you might want to cover in a sermon on a particular passage of Scripture. So one of the things uh, this particular church does that I attend is they'll say, hey, uh, they might note something and say, hey, look, for more on this passage, check out the listener's commentary on the Gospel of Mark or whatever it is. And they'll have a little note in their bulletin with it, maybe even a QR code that'll take people right to that page in the bulletin or the handout and uh, send that to people for kind of recommendations for personal study to follow up from the sermon or to get more detail than the sermon could offer. So 
I throw that out there as just some ideas for use in a way that the listener's commentary can benefit your church ministry, particular small group ministry. And part of the reason for that is I think that the main way the listener's commentary is currently being used is for personal study, which is phenomenal and fantastic. I'm grateful for that. But I wanted to throw out some suggestions on ways it might also be able to benefit your overall church ministry if you hadn't thought about that. Also, Another thing to think about uh, on this update is this, and that is if, as you're listening to the listener's commentary, you found great benefit from it and it has helped you out, uh, would you consider, if your podcast app allows you to do it, uh, rating and reviewing the podcast? It really does help more people to find it. Um, and so if you could you know, give a review, give a rating, it just helps uh, the podcast apps know which ones to recommend to other people, and therefore it helps more people find the podcast. And so if it has been helpful to you, I encourage you to rate and review it on your podcast player. Also, feel free to share it with your friends via text, via social media, and all of that, just to help more people find it. If 1,000 listeners shared it on their social media people, and 50 people saw it on their Instagram or Facebook or wherever it is, that would be 50,000 people at least being exposed to the listener's commentary that maybe hadn't heard of it before. And so you have an ability to help more people find it simply by sharing it like that. And on that note, another way I'm trying to help more people access and find the listener's commentary is I'm slowly uploading the audio to YouTube. Um, granted, YouTube is a video platform. This is audio. And so it's purely audio. But what I've discovered is a lot of people listen, uh, not just watch, but listen to things on YouTube. And uh, YouTube allows me to upload it into playlists, so it's actually easier to organize and find. And so you want to listen to everything on 1 Corinthians. Well, there's a 1 Corinthians playlist, and that's where I've started. So I'm just slowly doing that, uh, three or four or five um, audios I'm converting over to uh, the right file format and then uploading them to YouTube as another way to help people find it. And so if you would be the kind of person that might prefer to listen on YouTube, swing over to uh, search for the listener's commentary, find it right now. I don't have enough subscribers to have a custom URL. Um, you could help with that, but just swing over, subscribe to it on YouTube and, and then just know over the next few months, I'm just going to keep slowly uploading it until I get three, four, five, and Eventually, I'll get all the books of the New Testament that I have completed up there on YouTube. And so you might want to check that out as well if you're a person that prefers to listen on YouTube. And on that note of helping more people find it, the best way that uh, people have learned about the listener's commentary is when other people with a podcast or a YouTube channel or an email list of people that are you know, engaging with Bible study or that kind of content have recommended. And so if you have a podcast and you, would, uh, and you do interviews on your podcast, I would be happy to come on, discuss Bible study or discuss some passage of scripture and uh, use that as a way to share the listener's commentary with people. If you've got a YouTube channel, if you have uh, an email list where you regularly send out a blog or a newsletter of some sort that's related to biblical studies or spiritual growth or anything like that, great way to recommend it. And so if you think it would be helpful to your audience uh, on your podcast or YouTube channel or your email list, 
I would be happy to uh, engage with you in some sort of way and do an interview and uh, do some sort of study uh, that you think would be helpful as a way to benefit your audience and also let them know about the listener's commentary as well. All right. Uh, enough of the updates. What's coming next on the commentary? Well, we have finished, as I said, uh, two-thirds of the New Testament. We have nine books left. Uh, three of those nine books are the last three letters of Paul, what are traditionally called the pastoral epistles, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. So that's where we're going next. Over the next handful of months, uh, we will jump into 1 Timothy, then after that, 2 Timothy, and then after that, Titus. And at that point, we will have all of Paul's letters done on the listener's commentary. And all that will remain at that point is the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of John, the letters of John, and the book of Revelation. Don't really know how long all of those nine books will take. I'm guessing a year and a half to two years, we'll have the whole New Testament done. Uh, Matthew and John and Revelation are pretty big books, and they're going to take us a little bit. But uh, over the next three to four months, we should be able to finish up Paul's letters. So, up next, beginning uh, in a couple days, we will do an introduction on the pastoral epistles, and then starting next week, we will jump right into 1 Timothy. And I look forward to sharing our study with that. There's lots of good and helpful and challenging and thought-provoking stuff to wrestle with in Paul's first letter to Timothy. So look forward to diving into that with you over the next uh, handful of weeks. All right. God bless you guys. Thanks again for your faithful listening. Thanks again for your support and your prayers. Again, feel free to share the listener's commentary, rate and review it. Do whatever you can to help more people find it if you found it of great benefit to you. May God bless you as you walk with Jesus. I look forward to studying the scriptures more fully with you in the days ahead.